Hello everyone, welcome to a special mini-sode edition of Dustin Can Read, a double book edition. Not only are both of these young adult thrillers, but they are also self-published by their authors. They also have LGBTQ related characters and both have something to do with the 1980s. Yes, it's nostalgic reading time here on Dustin Can Read and I can't be more pleased. Even though they have some of these things I listed in common, I found both of these works appealing for different reasons. So. Let's get to them right now, shall we? First up, Camp Silver Oaks by Leroy Cross James. Something is seriously messed up with Camp Silver Oaks, a quote, rehabilitation camp run by a creepy guy named quote, Uncle John. The campers, all juvenile delinquents, are a little too chipper a little too eager to enjoy being at a year-round retreat in the woods. Sure, they have all the basics, a mess hall, archery, arts and crafts, and more. The camp uniforms are definitely retro. It sounds like it could be a good place. However, something is... off. After Brody Jackson tried to burn down his school, the judge's last-ditch effort to turn Brody's attitude around is to send him to camp. With his parents practically disowning him, Brody realizes that this will regrettably be his life now. Of course, he has a crap attitude, he doesn't like being told what to do, and he thinks that everyone in camp is fake, which, to be honest, isn't completely false. The hunky counselor Bart warns him to keep his act together, which includes some rules like keep your bed made while you're not in it, keep good hygiene, participation in activities isn't optional, and absolutely no leaving camp or there will be consequences. Of course, Brody loves to push limits. He curses, starts arguments, and is pretty disrespectful to his fellow campers. His stay is not turning out to be the vacation from the real world he hoped it would be, with these Stepford-like kids all around him. Maybe he can find the answers in this old journal he discovers. The entries depict strange occurrences happening in the camp in the early 1980s, where we learned some kids went missing. And what is with the counselors warning Brody to stay away from the dock by the lake? What's going on there? Also, what happens when you try to escape from the camp? Some kids just disappear altogether while trying to leave. Leroy Cross James loves him some camp slashers, and it's very apparent here. You've got the camp slasher tropes with some interesting twists thrown in. Brody is a queer character, but he's not the sensitive pushover type most books would have had him depicted as. He's definitely a bad boy, which makes him an intriguing protagonist as we follow him through this experience, questioning every little thing he sees right along with him. I'm definitely looking forward to more of the story at Camp Silver Oaks, as this is the start of a series. It's available to purchase on Amazon, and the cover is like a composition book, one of those black and white ones that kind of looks splattered. It uh, actually has blood splatter on the front of it as well. 
I think the subtle design is a great fit for this. I can't wait to see with where the story goes. If you want to learn a little bit more from Leroy Cross James, you can actually check out the episode from February 2022, where he and I read the book Valentine and compared it to the movie. He is a sweetheart, and I hope his writing takes off and takes him very far, because he's just a really nice guy, and I really want more people to read his stuff. Really good stuff. Now, on to Hall of Mirrors by Charles Ash. It's 1988. It's been months since the death of his twin brother, and Danny still can't seem to pull himself out of this funk. His best friend Angela, bless her heart, is really trying to get him more involved in life. But she knows Danny is hiding something from her. It's their senior year of high school, and she just wants him to enjoy it. Seeing how hard she's working, Danny agrees to go to their town's annual autumn carnival with her. Well, it isn't all for Angela's sake. When Danny sees a poster for a fortune teller who will be at the carnival, he figures maybe Madame Maggie can give him some answers into his brother's death. You see, Danny feels guilty because he thinks he is the cause of Tommy's untimely demise. The story really starts to pick up at said carnival when not only does something bad happen to one of Danny's friends in the Hall of Mirrors, but Madame Maggie gives him a very ominous message. However, still not swayed by the troubling fortune, Danny wants to hold a seance to contact Tommy and find answers. At the same time, a new boy named Kevin shows up at school, and he's got immediate eyes for Danny. From here, the two have a deep flirtation that feels pretty risque for a teen in the 1980s. There's some kissing involved, but for some reason, Kevin seems distant. He keeps playing Danny hot and cold as if he's got a secret, but what can it be? Meanwhile, someone is trying to frame Danny for his friend's accident at the carnival. They vandalize the school bathrooms and even hurt someone else. All to make it look like Danny has lost his marbles. Could Angela be doing it out of jealousy? Is Kevin really messing with Danny's head as a cruel joke? Or could it be a vengeful Tommy out for payback from beyond the grave? This story was a refreshing take on a classic YA type thriller. Mr. Ash really put in the effort to give this book the retro 80s vibes by placing subtle pop culture references throughout and by giving the book a mass market paperback printing. And can we just talk about the stunning artwork involved? Oh my god. Like. The mirrored image of Tommy versus Danny on the cover felt like an old point horror or Christopher Pike novel. The font and everything just fit perfectly. I had the privilege of beta reading this before it was published. I think Charles Ash is definitely someone to watch in the writing community. Not only did his aesthetic for the cover knock it out of the park, yes, he designed the art for the cover. It's awesome. But his point of view as Danny felt honest and real. I would definitely read another book or story by him. Hall of Mirrors is also available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, as well as charlesash.com. So there you have it. These are great young adult novels to check out ASAP. 
I definitely recommend for any teen that doesn't live in the dark and is not scared away by a little graphic language or short sexual situations. It's no worse than something I've read in a Christopher Pike book, that's for sure, and those were mostly published like almost 30 years ago. Once again, I'd like to thank Leroy Cross James and Charles Ash for their support and for allowing me to read and review this. If you want to find out more about them, just check the show notes where I've included their social media handles as well as their other links to their sites and their books. Thanks to everyone for listening. I hope you rate, review, and subscribe. And reach out to me on Instagram at DustinCanRead or on Twitter at Dustin underscore Holden. At Dustin underscore Holden is also my TikTok handle if you want to check that out. Bye bye.